If you're listening on podcast, be sure to tune into Wild and Weird West Virginia for additional content on our YouTube channel. Welcome to Wild and Weird Radio, a Wild and Weird West Virginia podcast. On this episode of Wild and Weird Radio. And you went out in the woods with your phone dead anyway. Well, we went yeah. out the intention exactly. of having like a 20 minute, let's go check and see what, you know, yeah. how deep this was, how wide this was. We'll, we'll be right back in time for sunset. And it's like yeah. it's, it's an hour later. Like we had some weird calms and stuff. Some things were going on. We started getting some higher radiation readings, which were cool. Then as we're walking out, we're just gathering some B-roll with the thermal. Uh, I thought, hey, I'm just gonna look at the sky. I looked up and we recorded probably five minutes worth of bizarre footage. UAP molecules. That there were multiples of them. Aircraft don't fly like that, nor do they fly splitting off from each other and going in J-curves and, and, and everything else. I don't know anything that behaves that way. Welcome back to Wild and Weird Radio, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And once again, if you're listening to us on uh, audio only, make sure you check out the video versions of these podcasts because we do have, uh, well, video. (laughs) And you can see all kinds of things added into the show. Uh, And while you're over there on YouTube, go ahead and click that subscribe button and make sure you hit the notification bell. We have tons of content that we are planning on releasing very, very soon. And this content is going to keep rolling on a regular basis. You do not want to miss it. This is our investigation series. Um, We've been working on this for a long time, and it's uh, episodes are going to be starting to roll soon. So you're going to want to catch those. And uh, you've heard us mention them on the show, so you definitely want to stay up to track with those um well those episodes because it's it's separate from the radio show and uh you'll hear us reference them but you the only way you're going to be able to catch those is strictly on youtube you have to and it's free and it's free oh absolutely yeah it's free free. it's it's something easy that you can do is just go click one subscribe button and the notification bell that's all you've got to do and you get all of our content for free um with that said We've had uh, a pretty eventful week, and we went over some stuff for the workshops that are coming up. So yes, we're going to be yes, we have some releasing. incredible workshops coming up. Yep, start, starting with uh, a great one, uh, which will be Deep End Antiques. Absolutely, you guys have heard two episodes on the Deep End. There is uh, an episode of the Investigation series that is going to be on the Deep End. And we are going to be hosting um, a paranormal workshop at the deep end. So you guys do not want to miss that. It's going to be limited room, um, but it will also be videoed. So you're going to be able to see that showing up on YouTube as well. A lot of big things coming um, in a couple weeks. This episode, I think, is going to drop the first week in November. So uh, you're two weeks out from hanging out with us 
at CryptidCon. You guys definitely want to make it out to Lexington and come hang out with us at CryptidCon. And uh, Ron, I do believe our guests on the show today are going to be at CryptidCon as well. That is a rumor that I have heard. Our guests will actually be at CryptidCon. Hopefully they're going to be set up really close to us like they were last year. And that is one of our favorite artists, Jamie Snell and Jen Clower. You definitely want to come check out their stuff. Amazing artwork. I own a lot of their stuff. Uh, getting ready to set some of it up here in the studio. I know Ron's got some as well. But like I said, mm-hmm. we're going to tackle the news and then we will bring on Jen and Jamie. Well, why should we start on the news? It's been a fun week for news. It has been. Um, there's been a lot of stuff with the web. Um, there were a few images released from the web. Uh, the Pillars of Creation. Did you get a chance to see those? I did see that, actually. Yeah, that was really cool. Those were fantastic images that were released. You know, we've got the Hubble telescope images that were released, and those were gorgeous. But seeing the... Um, seeing the image from the James Webb was just took it to a whole different world. Literally. Well, the Webb, you know, I mean, you know, this thing's pretty much the best telescope we've ever built. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it looks like, it looks like sci-fi. I mean, this looks like, you know, CG art. It's not, it's real, which is just amazing. It's, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. We get to see a lot of, uh, a lot of web images. One of the neat things about, the web, as you said, was another article in which it basically stated that, you know, they're going to use the web to watch the next interstellar object should it uh, right to our, our that site. was the big announcement that came out what two days ago yeah yeah and I mean why not that's kind of what this thing was for it was to yep seek out because the way this thing new operates if I'm not mistaken it should even be able to once it finds it and calculates the trajectory it should almost be able to track it backwards correct yeah yeah well we kind of can do that now so this thing could definitely do that yeah i mean i don't know the logistics of it we'd have to have dave on here to talk you know satellites and right not with us but you know i don't want to embarrass ourselves but it's pretty amazing it's an amazing machine uh, nonetheless, there was an article that was shared by Curiosmos, um, and I believe I didn't post it over on the page just because it was it was kind of wild. But I did send it to you, and it said that some physicists are estimating that we could have a quintillion yes uh, UFOs possibly populating our solar system. Yeah, that's by uh, Abby. Actually, uh, Loeb uh, and uh, a partner of his, uh, they conducted uh, some research, and those are crude uh, estimates. It could actually be higher. And uh, when they're saying uh, what they're they're getting at, basically, is saying that these there's a possibility that these um, these interstellar objects, some of these things, may actually be ET in origin or ancient ET technologies in origin. Yeah real ancient alien stuff which is well in the not so ancient alien world um we are launching our uh, nasa team that has been assembled for ufo research um 16 researchers have been named and they're going to uh it was mentioned at the con the, the hearing for congress earlier this year that they were putting together a team um and it is it has been put together the names have been released 
Um, and there's an article by actually it's by NPR, and you guys can go check it out there and read the full article. It's a really short article, easy to easy to get through, but um, it's going to be really interesting to start seeing how they track this phenomena uh, from their perspective, because we we've witnessed and we've known for decades how the federal government has treated it, so we can expect a similar behavior. Uh, it would be my guess. Yeah, we're supposed to get some more, uh, I guess, big breaking news on this within the next couple of weeks. So literally by the time you guys hear this, I'm sure something major in the UFO front will have occurred. Um, you know, are they going to cover it up or are they going to, you know, uh, give us another little piece of the puzzle? My guess is we're going to get another little piece of the puzzle. Yep. Just enough to keep us interested. Uh, what else we got over here on the page? It looks like there's an account here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually an account here from Cairo, West Virginia. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting one. Uh, someone apparently, um, let's see, last week said he, he was in Cairo, West Virginia, where he lives. Uh, dark and late, he walked up to the old high school building to clear his mind. This abandoned building is one hill kind of overlooking Cairo said all of a sudden a big helicopter he had the biggest helicopter he had ever seen came and it, hovered over the top of this old building it kind of sounds like a chinook doesn't it yeah doesn't it though because he says that uh this thing was just massive i mean but uh i don't know i mean that's kind of weird for a chinook to be out there i would think at this old what's it doing um i mean i do know that they use chinooks for um logging industry right they do and there's also telephone uh, poles like high voltage power lines and stuff don't they use them for that they use them uh it's a modified chinook it doesn't look like a traditional chinook right Right. um we do have a a marine installation um over in virginia that does fly chinooks and they do typically land at the 130th in charleston um or they land up in martinsburg west virginia at the other guard unit uh Hmm. So it's not outside of their own possibility that it could have been a training either. Could, um, yeah. Because yeah. we do have, we do on occasion have Chinook fly overhead here where, over at the house. Um, we have, since we've lived here for f- the last five years, uh, we've seen, Ooh, yeah. I think, at least one or two a year. I mean, I'm right by the airport. I, I mean, I hear these yeah. things when they come in, but. All in all said, I've never seen one do what, you know, this this claims uh, next, which is that it shot out something from the side that could only be described as looking like a star. Now, that sounds like a flare. Yeah, a flare. So was and this some kind of a training exercise? I mean, that's well, it could what have been I an individual shooting the flare out because, you know, the Chinook sides open up completely. Good point. And um, it could have been just an individual dropping a flare mm-hmm. or shooting a flare and then... They, because there are training exercises that, um, you know, essentially, I know with the the one thirtieth and the way we did them with the C one thirties, is that they were timed and they had to be over because they were at the a time they were the um, they weren't a tactical unit back then they were a um, cargo unit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. transportation, so their drills would have spotlights sitting up on top of the mountain. And they had a certain time that they had to be over top of that mountain 
the spotlight would come on, and if they didn't fly through the spotlight within the 10-second window, they had to repeat the drill. Yeah, makes a point. It's, so, checkpoint. it's a checkpoint kind of Just thing. a checkpoint. Yeah, it makes makes sense to me. You know, with so, flare drops, uh, Chinooks way. are generally transporting people. Yeah, well, either way, I mean, if anybody <clears throat> out in that area saw anything, you know, uh, get a hold of us and let us know, because that would be really cool to let these people know what they may have seen, right? Yeah. Um, what there was another interesting thing, and that was from CNN, and that was the microbes may have survived for millions of years beneath the Martian surface. And yeah, let's talk about this for just a very a short time. Uh, it kind of goes along with what we had said in our Faces of Disclosure episode that it they would, would find microbial life, life first. on Mars. Yeah, that's it's all kind of going by the numbers at this point, is what it seems yep. to me. So, and it'll just gonna, get bigger. Yeah, we're going to keep watching that, but that is one of the, the uh, things that we called out. Uh, What's well, been almost two years now, right? Two Something years like ago, that. yeah. Yeah, two years ago. Uh, that that would be one of the major uh, things that would happen first would be a microbial um, revelation. Wouldn't, wouldn't be this major life form. It would be a microbial thing, or it would be very distant, so as not to raise the panic sliders buttons and whatnot too much. Anyway... Uh, I think that's pretty much it for the news. Let's um, let's go ahead and uh, close the news desk and get our guests on here. Sounds good to me. All right, everybody. We have got our guests with us. Jen Clower and Jamie Snell. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. We're excited to have you guys on. Uh, you all were with us at Wild and Weird Con, but more importantly, you guys were with us when we captured the footage. We had Danner on last week, and he talked about uh, it from his perspective. So we definitely want to go over that with you guys. Mm -hmm. But more importantly um, than this encounter, Jamie yeah. is a uh, witness of one of the most historic UFO encounters in history. And that would be the Phoenix Lights. Correct. So yep. we definitely we want to get your perspective from the Phoenix Lights as well, my friend. I mean, it's not nothing really exciting. Exciting wasn't <laughs> in the heart of it and all, but um, I lived in northern Glendale um, on the 101 area, uh, a little south east of Luke Air Force Base. So we had a lot of... Um, you know, there are a lot of planes and jets flying over. Oh, yeah, tons of air traffic, especially. They, do, they did a lot of um, uniform-type stuff up in the desert north of Phoenix, so they used yep. to do flybys all the time. You know, this is 97, so, you know, the Internet wasn't all that big, and they didn't have Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you're watching the news, and the news report comes on saying you know, there are lights, and I happened to be home at work, and I home from work, and I went outside, and I saw them from my house. And of course, you're in the distance a little bit, but um, I could see them. And I was listening to the news report from the living room, and I could watch them um, kind of going out of distance south of us towards towards more towards Phoenix, where I was at, and then kind of disappearing over Phoenix because it's a good distance away from where I'm at. And on down to Tucson, so I didn't think anything of it. And of course, the news, and they're all saying it, you know, it's just uh, flares. Um, we're doing... You know, we're doing routine stuff. I'm mean, like, you don't do routine stuff over a city, for one, and also close to um, uh, 
the airport as well, going down down towards Tempe and stuff. And it flew right over top of Phoenix. And it, I think it went from what Flagstaff, which is uh, like a couple hours north of us, when flew all the way down to Tucson in the same formation, never dropping um, altitude. It, some of them kind of flickered on and off, but then they came back on. It wasn't like they just, you know, petered out like a, a flare would. There was no smoke. Um, and of course, the news report and then Luke Air Force Base were saying, you know, this is nothing. And but a lot of people were like, no. And then, and then it kind of disappeared. You really didn't hear too much until the internet started popping up more and the conspiracy theorists. And then you see some um, document documentaries on, you know, Discovery Channel and yeah. all that kind of stuff about it. I'm like, hey, I I actually witnessed that. So I might have a news clipping of it somewhere buried from when I got to see it, but it wasn't like I was out in the desert and was abducted or anything like that. But but it was good. It was a good scene and that I actually got to witness it. So that is pretty pretty phenomenal. I remember the day it happened, and uh, I, I remember um, I remember turning on CNN and it was all over CNN, and they were yeah. they were interviewing the um, the witnesses and. Yeah you started to see right away that there was two separate incidents. Mm-hmm. You know, they had these people who were describing this thing that was as big as a city that yeah, was, was out, you know, blotting out the stars. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and then you have the uh, 10 o'clock or so incident that <laughs> uh, came in later. And this is the one that they attributed to uh, flares. Yeah. And said that, you know, eventually the whole thing was just, it was all flares. It was, uh, yeah. It was a project called uh, a Snowbird or something like that. Where yeah. they were, it was A-10s, guys. It was just A-10s that you saw. Yeah, yeah. and the thing yeah. about an A-10... They weren't A-10s. They no. weren't A-10s. I know the, this, and you know that. The thing about an A-10 that some people who, who might not, A, been in the Air Force, B, lived around an Air Force base that had A-10s, or you're just not a plane junkie. Tell us what an A-10 is, Joe. I mean, I know what it is, but there's some people listening right now who... Well, the, the A-10 is uh, affectionately called the A-10 Warthog. Mm-hmm. And it is because, and it's also referred to as as us in the Air Force, we call it BERT. Because it will, uh, it flies over the desert at the speed of smell. This is the slowest aircraft in the arsenal. Fun. And it is really loud. You can hear it coming from forever away. And um, the reason they call it a BERT is because it is an attack aircraft. And when it fires off its rounds, it's BERT. Right. And then reload. BERT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole front of the plane is literally built around a massive cannon. Yeah. A massive Gatling gun is, yep. is what it and is, right? Yes. And it is the most impressive thing. Uh, and if, if, Anybody who is in here uh, has been a veteran and you have been pinned down anywhere, you know when the A-10 came rolling in that you breathed your sigh of relief and you were going to be able to get out of there really soon because this thing comes rolling in and just obliterates everything in its path. And it's loud. You can hear it coming and it's loud and roaring and there's no way that it was the Phoenix Lights. Everyone would have heard it. Yeah, you didn't hear anything, right? Yeah. And in between the triangle pattern that they were, it blocked the the spacing yeah. between them was dark as the sky, but then it blocked out the stars behind it. Yeah. So, and again, you know, what you're saying with uh, any type of plane, they usually have some sort of flashing light, red or something like that. These were just 
solid like white lights and they were in a b formation the whole way from and like, you would have heard one oh yeah ATN. we had ATNs fly over us all the time doing right scenes and stuff in the desert so this would have been a dozen <laughs> it would have been um the uh, official report for uh the project snowbird or operation snowbird 10 a10s, I believe, ten. is what they were so going to use. You would have definitely heard 10. Or no, I'm sorry, not 10, 10. 5. 5, five, five. A10s. I, I messed up. Yeah, still, five. you would have heard one. You would have heard one. So you, you can imagine heard what 5 would 5, you like. would have been like, oh my God, go away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a fascinating thing. It really is. And you, you said how it just kind of disappeared, Jamie. Yeah. And it really disappeared after the governor pulled that little stunt. Yep. You know, that holds the yeah. press conference a few days later and yeah. later says, well, he had to do that because it was just too much, you know, uh, yeah. too much. They were everywhere. There was there was like reporters. Yeah. Reporters were everywhere. And it was just, you know, he had to do something. And, uh, you know, later he says, you know, well, yeah, I saw it. I knew that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't aircraft. Yeah. So what it was is, is kind of hard to say, but it kind of proves, I don't know, man. It kind of proves what we've already said. There's something there. Yeah. I mean, we don't Universe, know what these There's too are. much out there. There's too much out there for just us, us to be the only one out there. So, Speaking of, of just too many of us and too many people, too many things, uh, we, we've we known you for, uh, what, about four or five years now? Five years? Something like that? Five years. Something like that, yeah. And we met through, um, through Mothman Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, through the whole the whole art and vendor crowd, um, right. because we we've been vendors for years. So have you and uh, you've been like everywhere though. <laughs> you, everywhere, but yeah. You've uh, guys, if you don't know who who Jamie is here, Jamie has done stuff for Lucas Arts. He's done stuff for, uh, well, I mean, just Lucas Arts. Let's just say he's done stuff for Lucas Arts. That's, That's like really all you have. The to crowning say. jewel good. right there for all nerddom. Oh well, yeah, I have a uh, I mean, so, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's done a lot of art for the Five O First for the, um, the Ghostbusters too, as well, right? Correct. Um, and he is just outstanding outstanding artist and then when when i thought that I, I couldn't love anybody else's work more jamie introduced us to jen <laughs> and uh her artwork is just astounding oh yeah and, um totally, totally separate styles too so it really yeah is. and it's great work it's it's for not like i like i said I've, I've got pieces from both of them now um, and I can't wait to get them up here. I'm, I'm, twi I'm waiting to actually get them framed is what I'm doing. I'm getting them, uh, framed up and putting them up in here in the studio. But, uh, while you, take, you can take the foot imprints down and put them right there. Yeah. Well, I've actually got a space <laughs> right here. They're right there. Okay. The Flatwoods monster is actually going to go there. Okay. All and right. the Raven is going to go up here. Oh, cool. And, um, but, uh, Anywho, the uh, you guys were were with us at Wild and Weird Con. Yes. And it it you you're actually you know the thing about it with you guys you're artists, just like we are, but you're also interested in this phenomena. Um, I'm not just a poser. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and because the, there's a lot of those, you know, mm-hmm. and you've been around long enough to see them. You know, you got people that will make the art that are that's in this genre and they'll make collectibles or or anything, really, just to turn a buck. And I mean, I'm not going to blame them. It's the stuff's hot right now. Why not? It's hot right now. Yeah. But um, but you guys have an actual interest in the phenomena and you came out with us while we're going to go do a follow up on the thermal. Well, it was by accident. We were going to go to dinner, and you yelled at us in the parking. That's right. That's right. You did. You did. did. You're right. <laughs> yes. I did grab you guys, and um, so so then we we went out. We we did the uh, you, everybody who's listening. You've already heard this this little snippet. We went out. We looked around. We found the location. Uh, got some got some markings. Jamie was there. Jamie actually saw the cast uh, that we, we we actually we went back and cast that footprint. Yeah. That we were standing beside Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, we documented that together. And then when we were walking back, you guys were there when we caught the weird UFOs. Mm-hmm. So tell us your perspective. Because we didn't have any audio running. That's the only, that's the only yeah. regret I have. That's what, that we next didn't time have... I'm out with you guys, I'm going to make sure I record our reactions. Of, as yeah, right. Yes. We were just so, so fascinated by the monitor of what we were seeing, so I wasn't even thinking about recording it, so... It was uh, it was pretty unreal. So from your all's perspective, you know you're coming down to Wild and Weird Con. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're coming down to to Vend and hang out. Mm-hmm. This probably was not anywhere on your radar. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're gonna go out and do a little mini, get involved in mini investigation, right? Pun intended. <laughs> right. And and here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from your all's perspective, what what was that like? It was fascinating, so it's exciting. Did you have anything? <laughs> Put her on the spot. Yeah, I'm not very good on the spot, nor am I very good on camera. So. <laughs> it's okay. I do remember when we were back up in the woods, and uh, you did uh, seem a little concerned at times with some of the things that were going on up there. And I always tell people, always pay attention to you because that's your best indicator. You can have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of these sensors and equipment guys. But when you feel something inside of you, that's saying something, you always go with that, you know? And that's why I was down there. I was telling uh, Danner at the time, I was like, man, if you feel anything weird, let me know, you know? And I know that, that at one point, uh, mentioned something about the static or uh, a weird feeling. And, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, I'll note that, you know, because that is important anytime that you do feel those kind of things. Yeah. Um, we were kind of like on that path. We were kind of like separated out in four parts. Mm-hmm. You know, Dana were taking measurements and looking. Joe was kind of in the ravine a little bit. I was watching Joe to make sure he didn't slide and fall. Which because... happened the very next time we went out there. <laughs> well, it was starting to get dark. Yeah. I physically was starting to lose sight of him. Yeah. In the in the dark, and then the comms started acting up, and you, Marie, were kind of in the middle, relaying well, messages back and forth. Maria, I think, was behind Wooper with Ron and Danner, no. and I was standing midway between both of you because I was trying to, uh, I, I use the phrase echolocate, but that's not really what I was doing. I was just trying to get an audio on both sides to see if I was hearing anything on Jamie's end, and if, if Joe was in trouble trying to get back up. From that ravine or if you guys yeah. were having reactions on this end so i kind of just stand, stood in mid-ground um didn't really notice anything but 
Yeah, we had a great relay going on. I mean, that was the whole it thing. It worked great. Racking up. So yeah. I could hear yeah. you guys talking, you and Danner, but I couldn't hear it through Joe's comm. And then I could hear Joe's comm beeping like it's coming through, but nothing's – I can't hear you guys through that mm -hmm. side. But the ridge, because it went up behind me off that thing, I was hearing rustling up there. And, I mean, it could have been a squirrel or something, but it was a little bit bigger than that kind of rustling. So I was watching behind me as well as I was trying to watch Joe – to make sure I didn't lose sight of him. If he didn't get abducted or he just fell down the ravine. Fell down the ravine that we had to. Bear as well. You yeah. know, it was like yeah. the night creatures are starting to come out. And I thought, yeah, starting... anything could happen. Because this was us. It was us. Yes. It was us, so. Yeah, that's why I said, you know, I know you guys are making fun of me, but that's why I said, let's get out of here. Because I didn't make fun of you. I just, we didn't. I just hear you yelling, <laughs> roll back, get out of there. So. Yeah, fall back. We got to yeah. fall back now because we were losing sight uh, of everything. Uh, and all we had were phones for light, and mine was down. The battery was down. I'm just amazed yeah. that we got the footage we got. Because it was really unplanned. What what we did there was really unplanned, and it just happened. We didn't have our gear with us. The only thing we had was our comms because Ron and I had been wearing our comms the whole day. We we just had them on our hip anyway. And you went out in the woods with your phone dead anyway. Well, we went yeah. out there with the intention exactly. of having like a 20-minute, let's go check and see what, you know yeah. how deep this was, how wide this was. We'll, we'll be right back in time for sunset. And and it was like yeah. minutes to an hour later, we're happened. rolling back out at dusk. So. Yeah, man. I mean, it, honestly, that's what I kept saying. I was like, man, it's almost like something just kept trying to keep us there. <laughs> it was weird. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we, we got out to the parking lot, so we got yeah. out to the parking lot, and things did get weird. Yeah, things got really weird at that point, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I remember before that, we did get that weird spike, uh, which was just so strange. As we were, we were walking back out there, and it goes to forty, you know, um, bizarre. Yeah. And and then we continue on, and uh, you know, I know Joe wanted to go back so bad into the darkness but i couldn't let him do that. that's my happy place but we went back we did go back in the daylight yeah we went back in the daylight and yes. it was more navigable uh still right. fell and slid like 60 feet and that was i wouldn't great. say it was navigable <laughs> like it was well you're right like i like i said i just fell and slid 60 feet <laughs> yeah it definitely was not navigable but um, uh but those ufos guys I and mean, that's what we have to call them because that's what yeah. they are yeah I mean, I we don't know what they were. So yeah, exactly. I mean, we have we have tried and tried to get people to ID these things. You know, everything yeah. from birds to this to that. Nothing moves the way that we saw those things moving. I, I know that sounds silly, but the only time I I, I think of that because we didn't see the shape of them besides being a circle or a dot, but the way they moved it reminded me like the flight of the Navigator, that old movie. That, yes. It's yes. Just also, you know, whatever shape. And it had no, it's almost like a hovering type thing, but it had projection whichever way they wanted to go up, down, sideways. It really did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Off if it wanted to. So, yeah. Well, the fact that there were multiples of them, I mean, mm -hmm. commercial aircraft, uh, aircraft don't fly <clears throat> like that, nor do they fly splitting off from each other and going in J curves and Z's and everything else. I so. don't know anything that behaves that way. Not even a bug. Oh. Which we did try to video we that. Or we, did. we did. We did. So. Yes. And ever since, I've managed to capture some really good insect footage. Yeah, Ron and, got some better some... insect footage than what we were able to collect that night. And it's, uh, I mean. It's night and day. Yeah. 
it's very day. dull and it doesn't give off that heat signature or that uh pattern of light mm -hmm. I mean, plus these were up in the clouds and higher than the clouds so yeah and we proved that as well we've uh, i've actually had jamie see some of the footage oh nice catching yeah because you know yeah. these guys are pretty much members of the collective at this point right they just don't have their sticker yet so we have to get they will one. i get yeah. a badge you do it's coming. it's coming well, <laughs> well when you guys get back in we'll have it for you um we speaking of of that you know we've uh we've talked to jamie and jen and they will be coming in and doing some work with us in the future and we can't wait to do that we can't wait to get out in the field with those guys because they're, they're just phenomenal people and if you watch the video watch the video when this drops you're going to see jamie actually out there doing stuff like he's yeah. he's he's standing there with the phone documenting stuff and no one told him to do this yep he just starts doing it that's it what is great. That's how you do it, man. I'm in, do it. I'm in the last video of you guys doing that. So, yeah. So prior to this little impromptu rendezvous, um, we had you guys been out doing anything like that before? No, no not really. So that was the first time for you guys. Yep. Oh, that's also awesome. my first podcast. Oh, what? really? No, nope, no one's ever had me on for anything. I figured so. you would have been on one of those Star Wars podcasts before this. I've had people interview me, like at a convention, like at a comic sure. book convention, that interview me, and I might show up on their YouTube page, uh, part of their document, but yeah. not a podcast or anything like that. No. Oh, oh wow. Mm -mm. Well, thanks for joining us. This is fate. Isn't even cooler now. <laughs> yeah, it's way cooler. Yeah. Um. So, what what I want to do now is for with both of you guys because we've got uh, we've got plenty of time still yet. Um, tell us about your artwork and your, uh, how it came into with what you're doing now, uh, like this Well, not, not what you're doing now. You've been doing it for a while, but what you do with the cryptozoology and paranormal side of things and how that kind of got intermingled and where your fascination with the paranormal came from. I mean, I've always been fascinated. I mean, of course I saw the Phoenix lights back in the nineties, sure. 97. Um, I've always been fascinated with um, uh, In Search Of and oh, Leonard Nimoy and all that kind of stuff. You know, I was always the PBS kid watching those type yeah. of things. And then when I got older, you know, when cable came out, you got the Discovery Channel and the History yeah. Channel. So I was always fascinated by that kind of stuff. Love watching paranormal and ghost type movies more than slasher type films and stuff. Um, that's always been my fascination. I've seen some ghosts in my day. And of course, they've been trying to people say like oh it's just headlights i'm like no it's full, full apparition so um talk more talk more that <laughs> was years ago i've seen well my dad always said at our old home um my childhood home was built in 1900 and there's coal chute so he said there's always stuff down there um you know as when i was married um i saw a child and like a nightgown walk across the or there's nobody there besides my family and i know wow. this girl's not my daughter so and i caught i don't know her name just came to me it was like miranda and they're like oh it's just headlights bouncing off the, the living room window when i'm like no this this was a body but so i've always believed in that kind of stuff and it's just been fascinated from it ever since and of course i'm into sci-fi and ufos and everything else and worked for lucas films and you know, work for Transformers and Godzilla, of course, so I like monsters and sci-fi type stuff. So that's just, I've always wanted to draw. And here we are. 
And that is absolutely awesome. Jen, have you anything uh, fascinating? Well, like, have, like Jamie, I, I grew up on Carl Sagan and In Search of and Leonard Nimoy. And, yeah. you know, I was always fascinated with those things. Then, of course, when, you know, cable came around and the ghost hunters got popular, yeah. I got kind of hooked Taps on those that, types yeah. of shows. And I'm, I've always been more of a skeptic than, uh, than Good. A, a believer. I'd like to come into things with an open mind, but I also like to say, you know, that could have been. That's a lot of entertainment yes. for the television. Yes. As well. It is 100%. So mm-hmm. I haven't actually had, you know, any sort of experience like Jamie has, but I've always been fascinated with it. And I'm, I'm curious and I'm, I'm delighted that you guys asked us to be part of yeah. that little impromptu investigation, you know, yep. not even investigation. It was just a follow up, but um, then it turned into an investigation. I like coming at it from sort of the science angle and trying to figure out is this plausible? Is this something that can be explained? If not, then you know we can't explain what we saw. So I'm totally on board with you know that's probably UAP because it's unidentified as far as I'm concerned. So I almost came on here with a um, uh, aluminum foil hat. <laughs> oh. That'd have been great. I told him. Yeah, it's like, hey, why not? Great. You know, so you, you um, get pestered by your animals, so are we? Yeah. So, yes. so when uh, it's obviously it's it's intermingled its way into your art. And you mentioned earlier, Jamie, that you were doing uh, you've done stuff for Transformers and Lucas Films and yeah, and all these other things. And uh, then you start getting into you know the cryptozoology stuff and yep. making some of the coolest cryptozoological and paranormal art ever Thank i love you. himalayan cats oh yes. gosh yeah she's like a pest sometimes so <laughs> she wanted to be on camera i know <laughs> how that goes my friend brian told me about the mothman festival like six years ago so yeah. if you want to been with me and i'm like sure my brian um, borgman um he he was been at the Mothman Festival a couple of years. Um, he kind of retired a little bit, but he wants to get back into it now. He's had yeah. some life changes and um, had family issues and stuff like that. So um, I've been continuing with it. I I knew about this type of stuff. I knew about Mothman and Sasquatch and all, but as I researched more for my arts, I realized that there's way more out there than I was expecting. I'm like. Okay, I know about chupacabras. I know about jackalopes. I'm like, well, what's a sheep squatch? What's mm-hmm. I was like, well, they have this Bigfoot, and I knew Sasquatch and Yeti. I'm like, well, well, then what's you know the wood booger and what's the grass man and what's the sheep, you know, the the skunk ape? And I'm like, wow, there's so many of them out there. Yeah. And then it branched into uh, other creatures and myths and legends. And then my artwork, I kind of geared mine towards indigenous and Native American arts um along with their creatures and myths and stuff so i've taken a different angle on some of it um i'm fascinated by that and i want to learn more so i think next year i'm going to start looking into more of that aspect of my artwork um the indigenous side of it um but you know because of brian he got me into the mothman festival and i've just been doing that i've actually kind of geared my stuff more towards cryptids than comics anymore and not that it was a, a money maker but people were seeing me more and was doing better um my art was getting better i was getting more attention i was getting more sales more people wanted me to do shows and stuff like that than i've ever done in comic books 
Um, I think it's just because my comic book background and training has my artwork in that aspect that's different from everyone else. Like you're saying people do crafts and all that kind of stuff. So my artwork is a little bit different than everyone else's. Well, it's a bit of a niche market too. Yeah. You're you're in a market that's not hyper saturated like the comic book world and the it's true. You know, there, there's a bunch of artists <laughs> doing nothing, but there's not very many people doing the the lore, the myth, the cryptids. Yes. Well, they're not doing it right. I'll just say it. I think that's the right way to put it. I try to make a story even because yeah, yes. I'm doing one picture, but I'm trying to make a story out of it, not yeah. just a. Mm-hmm. Not just an image. Not just an image and just to make money off of it. Now, mm-hmm. some of my stuff is, uh, you know, I do have just yeah. the image itself, but I have a little bit of a story behind it. Or I'm actually starting to work on stuff. So, you know, like the new um, Braxy Flatwoods monster, anything oh in a circle, um, yeah. I call it the portals. So that's my portals. Um, I'm probably next year, I'm thinking about taking all those images and making them. And, and Jen's going to help me write it. We're going to make it into a, like a coffee table book. Oh, so, so one side of the page will have her writing about the thing, and my side of the page will be the artist. So I'm going to have her do awesome. stuff too. So as we'll soon as you guys get stuff. that ready, let us know, and we will run an ad on the show for it because that mm. I have to have it for one. <laughs> so next year, I think next year I'm going to not do because like right now I'm in doing all these sketch cards for Marvel and Upper Deck, and it's just time consuming. And I love saying I work for Marvel and stuff, and I'm like. I want to do my own things, and I haven't been able to do my own things because i got to do these other projects. Um, so that's one of the projects I want to work on next year. Um, I've had several people ask me. So I'm getting um, help from Carly, the um, was it the Village Tarot Witch on Instagram. She's going to help me. Um, I'm going to do a cryptid tarot card set. So she's going to help me with the tarot card part of it because I don't know anything about it. So she's going to help me with what kind of image and creature and whatever I need to do what for it. Symbols what the symbols mean and all that. Because I guess there's a lot of... What's the... Not the other card set. Not uh, tarot. Major, oh, no, no. The, uh, oracle, yeah, the cards. oracle cards. There's a lot of cryptid oracle cards out there, but no tarot cards, apparently. So I'm going to try to work on that. But that's like 80 cards. So it's like 80 images. It's a lot of cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and lot of cards. I was going to do it this year, but life got in the way. Um, so next year, I'm going to gear up for... Um, a holiday Christmas book of all the different types of creatures and myths and legends that go around with the holidays. Mari Lude. Oh, man. All that kind of stuff. Mari Lude is my favorite. Dude, we're going to get a snail version of the poop and log. Yes. That's what I'm looking forward to. So Brian's going to help me write that and Jen's going to help write that and do artwork in it as well. But I have a list of what 50, 60 different things. I don't even know how long that is. Mises and Tomtes and we gotta gnomes and all that stuff. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's one of the things I want to work on next year to have for this time next year. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is just fantastic. And oh, so, Jim. I have to thank Jamie, honestly, for bringing me into this, this world. I've always been fascinated with this, but I didn't really know anybody that was into this. Jamie and I reconnect. We went to college together. 30 years, um, ago. 30 years ago and wow we reconnected in the in the past year and he's kind of brought me into this whole culture that i you know i knew i was interested in these things but i didn't know just how broad this has gotten um until jamie started bringing me to cons and exposing me to yeah. you know, the whole culture of it and um i've been primarily a portrait artist for years and i'm trying to branch into you've probably noticed joe i've done a couple portraits of your 
your favorite uh, Sasquatch. I have. What do you call him? Bender, Squ- Bender, Bender Squatch. Because he looks like Dr. Bender Noggle in Bigfoot yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Bigfoot with a monocle. And, and yeah, joke. it's great. So I'm, I've been doing cryptid portraits, but I haven't done very many of them yet. I'm I'm still trying to build up some artwork with that. So keep looking and, and hopefully I'll get some more stuff out there soon. Yeah, I've been pushing her and making her do stuff. And then it started, I started drawing something and she kind of helped me took over. So I let her finish the drawing and I did my own drawing. So then it became the Battle of the Grafton Monster. Oh, and this was fantastic, by the so, way. It was great. Oh, it was a social media those. extravaganza. It was. There'll probably be more of those. Um, Can't wait. My version, her version, and see who votes that likes it best. So, it's like today when you said, "Oh, you need to do the Grafton Monster," and I'm thinking, "Nah, nah." Well, we made the other two Well, the other two images you've done Moth. How many times you've done Mothman and and it's a good point. It's a good point. I'm like, but you nailed. You guys nailed the Braxton, or not the Braxton? I'm sorry, the Grafton Monster. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, it looks better than I mean anything that I've seen. Both both of those versions, mm-hmm. like I really don't. I think that's it. I really think that you pretty much pulled a, you know. Uh, See, I I'd perfect. sculpted um, an original like just. Uh, I was doing a series last year where I was doing thirty minute sculpts, um, where I would sculpt something in thirty minutes and put it on a wooden mount and be like done. <laughs> and uh, Grafton was one of them, and two people picked it up and almost bought it. The uh, Hopkinsville Goblin sold because mm-hmm. they did a Hopkinsville Goblin. He sold like in the first first shot, gone. Somebody walked in, I got to get it, boom, gone. Grafton um, went to two shows with us. Somebody almost bought it at the show, and the very next person that walked up behind him, because this mm-hmm. guy was still at our table, mm-hmm. the very next person, like he, odds are he was going to buy it before he left the table. He just laid it back down so he didn't have to carry it because it was hefty. It was, it was yeah. you know, big wad of clay. It was Grafton, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this guy walks up, not a kid. This is a guy, a grown man, walks up, grabs it, thinking it's like a bendy toy or something, oh, and snaps off its arms, and then says, "Oh, oops!" and sets it back on the table and walks away. And I'm just kind of like, I'm sitting there like, did this just happen? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh yeah. That's yeah, how was... the story went. I remember it very well. That's that's exactly how the story yeah. went. Yeah. I would it have was... that you owe me like two hundred bucks or whatever it was worth. So <laughs> it, uh, I, I was just so stunned. He just did that, broke it, turned around, walked away. I was just I, I didn't know what to do. I was like because that never happened. That never yeah. happened at our booth. I could see a kid doing it, but yeah, a grown sure. adult. Yeah, yeah, grown like, yeah, adult. There was a kid yeah. one time that um, came up and he broke one of the Braxy arms off, like mm. the big statue, the guy that's back here behind me. Yeah. Um, but that's an easy fix, like, because it's made to come apart. <laughs> yeah, but the kid showed remorse, dude. That's different. Yeah, the kid showed remorse. The kid actually came back and bought it after we'd fixed it, mm-hmm. came back and bought it. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, this grown man just broke it. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is some of the things that happens when you're on the road. It, yeah, yeah. I was just dumbfounded. I, uh, yeah, but anyway, that happened. But your all's Grafton monsters are phenomenal. Thank I you. love them. Both of them are great. Um, I think what was so fun about that is you know not just creating it and sort of you know ribbing each other along the way and you know mm-hmm. who's going to have the better one, who's going to be the favorite, but just in the end getting to see the difference in 
two the same concept and yeah. two different styles and two different takes on you know the same thing and and i'd love to do more of that in the future and i think mm -hmm. jamie would too we'll probably do more of it if i have I time can't hopefully we can do something for lexington but you render so it might take a little bit longer My for process you know, is so. a little slow sorry maybe not lex uh, maybe not uh, crypticon but right. next year we'll do something well there's always uh are, are you doing lexington comic-con in march I didn't do it this year. It's the first year that I didn't get invited in the 10 years that it's been there. So I was devastated yeah. that I didn't go. But then I talked to Jared and he said he's most likely going to have me back. He's trying to get me back in. So okay, we'll see if I come back in March. So Well, we will see you there. We're not vending. We're going to be going around doing promotions. But well, uh, yeah. you could do it for that show because that's a huge show. Well, I don't know if she'll go or not for that one because my cousins um, are the 501st and star wars geeks and they love hanging out with me at comic-con so they already gotcha. claimed lexington comic-con as theirs with me gotcha so. well she can hang out with us yeah yeah there you go, <laughs> you go. West Virginia. Yeah. absolutely she can come yeah. hang out because like ron and i are going to be running around acting crazy and our wives are going to be there like oh yeah who are these people <laughs> so she can come hang out and run around with them so we have fun at those shows but the, yeah they're fun this year i've been I mean, mostly all Comic Cons. I've only done one, or no, I've only done one Comic Con. Oh, and all the rest, the rest of them are, are all the rest of them are cryptid type shows. And I did yep. one Star Wars show. Um, that's the first weekend of June at the Juliet Public Library in Juliet, Illinois, outside of Chicago. They have the largest Star Wars official library events, and it's a one day show. And I, I've been oh, that thing is huge. Mm -hmm. And I've been set up there, I think six years, seven years now. I've been a guest there, but wow. I'm also the Bible first in the, the Rebel Legion, so I dress up for yeah. the parade, and then I go to my table and and sell my stuff, and then my artwork. It's, to us, that's like uh, one of the one of the dreams, right? Because you yeah. go out there and you do what you really want to do. You're mm -hmm. loving it, and you're meeting so many people who absolutely they form a bond with you immediately. And that's the funny thing because um, you may you don't know this, but the first time I saw you was at uh, I believe it it was either uh, Ohio Bigfoot. It was it Ohio Bigfoot. Yep. Because yeah, it was Ohio Bigfoot, and, and he was back in that little cubby mm -hmm. hole. Never yep. again. Yeah, you're back in that little cubby hole. <laughs> Never and, again. Yeah. And you had uh, the uh, the Shawnee style art, and that's yep. what drew me to you. Uh, because that's that's my background. That's my people. That's that's how I was taught. Yes, and I mean, uh, and you did it right. Yeah, same here in Ohio. It was all Shawnee. Yes, I research. I don't yes. just draw just to draw. I'll spend a day or two just researching and getting images and make sure yeah. I have the markings correct. I make sure I have. Yep. It, I'm not putting a Navajo thing in, you know, a Northland Woodland yes. Indian or a Native yep. American stuff compared to an Algonquin yes. compared to. Uh, you know, a Lakota Indian. I make sure I do it right. Yes, you, you did. The creature or the myth is for that tribe or for that area of the United States is what I try to do. So, that was my first cryptid art piece that I ever bought. Yeah, thank you. And, and uh, I was stuck in the back. The table, I barely had any room for my you chair. You had this tiny spot. It, it looked like a four-foot table. I couldn't put even my art backdrops up, nothing. It was just I had a few things sitting on the table because I didn't have any art books at that time because I relied on my yeah. backdrop and I couldn't fit anything on my 
and they put us in that overflow outside of the pool. Yeah. So it's an indoor pool, so it was very humid and hot back there. And I'm like, and no. chlorine. Don't forget yes. the chlorine. Yeah, you know, we had the chlorine. Yeah. There was a microwave beside us, so a lot of people use the microwave right beside my table. So that was. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was. Uh, I remember that very well, and uh, I, I just. I love the style. And when I saw the style, I was like, this is yep. awesome. And uh, it was very, very inspiring. And another thing people don't really understand is I really was not uh, a public artist. Uh, I did not really release my stuff. Until... Yeah, the only thing that you had really released was your 3D work. Yeah, 3D. Which I had not done any two-dimensional two yeah. stuff. Thank you. Which I didn't know there was 3D until like two years later, and you told me, like, yeah. get out the app, go look at I'm like, what? That's a 3D print? What? Yeah. 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 No so I do 3D models. I've been doing that for, you know, a mm -hmm. decade, but uh, I never really felt comfortable, uh, actually, with my art because, uh, you know, when I was in art class and whatnot, uh I was always told, "Yeah, your your art's just not it's not that good. You're you're not you're not an artist. This isn't for you." I'm like, okay, I, I told I told myself that. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like I could yeah, exactly. And I think every artist does that, don't we? I mean, that's the whole thing. I didn't I didn't pick my stuff to death. Critics, so. We all do that. We're our own worst critics, exactly. And it really does take somebody else to look at your stuff and say, that's, you know, I like that to really boost you up. And well, you were the first who really did that. Yeah. You were the first legitimate artist, like one of my art heroes <laughs> who oh, actually did that. It. No, for real, dude. I'm not kidding. For real. So, you know, you can take that for whatever you want. And, uh, <laughs> you know, whether that makes you feel good or not. But, yes, you were definitely a major inspiration. Now look so, at you. I, I'm just me, dude. <laughs> Well, both of you look at you. You guys got booths and selling stuff and artwork and all that stuff. Sculptures. You know, the, the point Joseph of it. Sculpture coming up, right? Oh, yeah. He's been released. We've actually, yes. I'm, I'm getting ready Has to ship seen, one out this week. Has he seen the. Uh, uh, we'll show him when we go off the air. Yeah, show him when we go back. Yeah, I'll turn the lights back on yeah. and I'll show him all the, the stuff yeah, that I don't have know. finished yet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing where we do it is the same reason that you do it, and yeah. it is to create this family mm -hmm. it is to bring all these people together because and you know this as well as we do this is not that big of a family these people you see the same people at all these shows literally yeah. yep. and it's not as big as everyone thinks it is i mean it looks big it looks massive but all of us know each other and yeah. that is that is the crazy the TV shows and stuff you know the people on the you know yeah, that's we know them. So exactly. that's what I was getting ready to bring up. Like even the TV, the TV personalities and everything, the, the investigators that you see on your TV, they're they're our friends. And, and they know me and they're like, we want your artwork in my store. Or we want. I'm like, yeah. What? I, yeah. Who, what? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And I don't think people realize that the people who are just getting into this, they think that, you know, they're going to they're going to go out and create this thing that's never been done. No, you're not. Just mm -hmm. join the family. We're we're here. We're all you might here. Might have a different style, a little bit differently, yeah. but you're doing the same stuff as we're doing. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. and, and that's wonderful. I mean, the different styles is what we're looking for. You know. That's, that's the thing that I've noticed over the past year that I've been doing cons with Jamie is, this is not a competitive space. No. This is a very cooperative space. We're all very interested in what other people's takes yeah. on these things are and what other people's experiences are or their ideas and concepts on these things are. So I, I'm I'm really enjoying that. Well, with, with yeah. that, 
and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I come from a comic book mindset where it's all competitive. Yeah. You got to make yourself, otherwise, no one's going to see who you are. So when I came into the cryptid community, cryptid family, I had that mindset. So the first couple of years, I was the only person doing that kind of stuff. And I thought, okay, I got this niche for me. You know, I'm going to make it until I break it. And then all of a sudden, it started exploding more. People were coming in yeah. more. I'm like, Easton, get the hell out of my, get off my lawn, you know, you know, or, or Dan, or I'm like, get out of here. But then after I realized that, I'm like, you know, I can't have the mentality. We're all, we're all in this as a family. And now Easton with this, well, I don't know if we're going to get it done in time because of this Marvel card set, but Easton and I are supposed to be doing a collaboration piece for Crypticon if we could get it done. That's awesome. It'll be, I think it's the first, I don't know if anyone's done that. So He's doing a half a page. I'm doing a half a page, and we're gonna do a combine of cryptids battling each other. It's gonna be like battle. I think our That's monster cool. battle kind of inspired. It, it, so yeah, yeah, our monster so, battle did. So yeah, we're gonna do one poster. We'll probably do like. So is this gonna be like the the Brotherhood of Evil and the X Men coming at each other on a panel? Those type. Of, that's the kind of yes. Yes. So he's got he's got like the Momo <laughs> and he's got. The Arkansas. Give it all away. Well, you he's got he's some. got some things, <laughs> yeah, and I got yeah. things, and they're going to be combined. So we're going to do our individual pieces. So we could yeah. sell it ourselves, but we're also going to make one big poster where we have both of them together. That's cool. So, that is awesome. But you just hit it though. I mean, it, that's how it is when you get into it, and you start. You know these people pretty soon. You know they're on your podcast. They're on your, you know, your, yeah. your, your friends list. I mean, and you're all talking and that's what it's all really about. Yeah. In, in my opinion anyway. But uh, speaking of which, so are you guys going to be uh, joining us in the future for any of these workshops that we're going to be uh, putting I hope on? So, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. That's great. That's great because we do have uh, one that is going to be coming up first and that will be uh, a paranormal workshop. I'm and that might even that <laughs> might even take place before the end of this year. It could, okay. maybe, as long as it's not cold. See, you're like me. It'll be indoors, right there. But if it's an old building that doesn't have heat, no, 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 no. it's it's a store. It okay, okay. It's, it, it's yeah, all good. It's a store. Yeah. it's an okay. antique store. Now that, there it, that one, and there there is an outside part to it, but you mm-hmm. definitely wouldn't be out there long. So okay. yeah. Yeah, I've seen so many people. They're like, we went on this thing. And it was like the old penitentiary, and it had no heat, and it was freezing inside. I'm like, no, I'm not doing That's that. That's not fun, is it? That's not fun yeah, at all. Yeah, even even the outdoor workshops that we plan, um, we do try to plan those around times of weather where it will be comfortable. Uh, if the thing we're doing the workshop on permits for that, you know, yeah. with with it being Bigfoot, you, you you know, sometimes it can get cold at night, but uh, during the day it's nice and warm. But yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either oh, that's awesome. out in the woods or uh, paranormal or UFOs. I don't care. I'm for it. All of it. We'll get you in for all of them, man. Oh, definitely. <laughs> when I go see Sasquatch, we ended up with UFOs. So there you go. Never know. You know, you just never know what you're going to see. And nope. I, I think that that was one of the proofs of, uh, like I said at the time, I think I even mentioned it. It's like, this is. You know, this is the whole quantum theory right here in practice. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're trying to observe one thing. Nope, that's not what you're going to see. You're going to see yep. something complete. I'm going to switch the channel on you. Yep. And man, we saw that. That was just one of the coolest things ever. So, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm definitely uh, very uh, stoked to get you in there. And yep. uh, 
we have other things that'll be coming up later this year that you are probably going to want to be part of. Okay. And uh, we will definitely keep you in the loop on that. We've also got a bunch of upgrades planned for Wild and Weird Radio. Those are coming up very soon. Uh, we've got some giveaways coming up as well, guys. We are approaching 800 subscribers on YouTube. We've got, I can't even count how many subscribers we've got on, on actual audio. I mean, you guys. Oh, are it's ridiculous. Awesome. If we had that many on YouTube, we would already be doing what we need to be doing. Right we now. would be full time at this if that was the case. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but guys, if you once we hit 800, which we're really close, where we could hit 800 by the end of tonight or tomorrow, if if a bunch of you guys would go and subscribe uh, when you're listening to this, um, I'm on it. it we're we're going to do a giveaway where we will be sending out some of our merchandise, and uh, we're going to be it's exclusive to YouTube. That's the thing. So you guys have to be subscribed to the YouTube. Um, because that's the only place that we have access to your names. <laughs> we don't see your names when you subscribe to the audience. It's true. It's true. Um, but when you're on our YouTube, we can see our subscribers. We can see our loyal listeners, and we can reward that. And we're going to. So that's just the first of many things that are coming. We have a major upgrade for the show. Like I said, we are going to be uh, doing additional live shows in the near future guys those are going to be additional to wild and weird radio all right so we are still going to be doing the wild and weird radio podcast weekly for all of you audio only listeners we want to get you guys your fix as usual but we're going to be doing an extra special free capital f on youtube and it will be a live show that you guys can join in with us and engage in the conversation. You can ask us questions directly. We'll be able to respond in real time. And we're going to be doing all kinds of crazy stuff over there. So you definitely want to go and subscribe to the YouTube to stay up to date with that. Um, if the audio is more your thing, uh, one thing we can ask you to do is, uh, if you don't use YouTube, head over to wildandweirdwv.com and listen to the podcast from our website and you can also catch some of these live streams that we'll be doing directly off of our website, guys. So you'll be able to engage there. Um, you don't want to miss it. We're going to be doing some really fun stuff. We've got some collaborative works coming up with people that you don't want to miss. We may have or may not have had someone on recently who we'll be collaborating with. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's going to yes. be a blast, you guys. You want to stay tuned for the next year of 2023 uh, roadmap looks pretty good let's just say that it's it's gonna be a ball guys it's gonna be an absolute ball yeah and we're gonna probably you know continue to chase uh ghosts ufos um you know bigfoot all uh, the stuff extra dimensional beings i don't even know at this point but you're gonna get to see it and like like joe said there'll be the live thing there'll also be a new series that will be over there Yes, the, the new series is going to be really fun. You guys definitely want to catch that. Yep, that'll be great. And you may or may not get the first episode of that this week. I don't know yet. It's just depending on how the editor does. And, you know, that editor is, you know, you, you just, it's hard to find a good editor. Well, we are now at that portion of the show, you guys, where we go through our cities. We go through our downloads. Jamie and, and Jen, have you guys been following? Have you, you, you don't have to lie. 
Have you been listening to the last couple episodes? I have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have, yes. Jen, Jen I has. Forget, I'm like, I don't listen to podcasts all that much. So. Right. Um, yeah. So. That's all I do is listen to podcasts. So uh, the men in black, we think, have been on our tail. And I think we just confirmed it. What? Are you kidding me? Because of what we saw? Completely? No, they dropped off. They don't exist anymore. Oh. They're not even in the top 20. Well, I guess that mission's over. So Washington, D.C. has been the number one downloads on our podcast for the last almost oh. two months. They went from polling position to not even in the top 20. Bots. Not even in the top 20, guys. You, They went from listening to everything all the time to nothing. Hmm. Seattle, Washington. I'm more concerned now, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> a knock on the door. I'm really more concerned now. They're not listening because they're mobilizing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Seattle, Washington. You heard us last week. Somebody from Seattle reach out to the show. Wild and weird WV at gmail.com. If you are listening in Seattle, Washington, you guys won. You guys did it. You came out on top this week. Get a hold of us. The first, first person, person. The first person that does. First first person from Seattle, Washington that tunes in and gets a hold of us. Wild and weird WV at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Shoot us your address. You're getting the goodie package. <laughs> you, you, you took it home. Um, well, then we've got uh, Chicago, Illinois. We've got Morgantown, West Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia is what? up there. Charleston, West Virginia is number three. Hello, Charleston. Mm. There's no way that they're ever going to know. Portland, Ohio. There we go. Portland, Ohio. You guys are like super low on the list. Like I can't even count the number. It's so low. Uh, if you guys tell your friends and just climb up into the top 20, we will do a giveaway for Portland, Ohio. Where is Portland, Ohio? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Portland, in Ohio, Ohio, Ohio guys. Yeah, tell your friends in Portland, Ohio, to listen and tune in. If you make it to the top twenty, because like like I said, you guys are like weird. Like I just scrolled down like twenty pages, and you guys are there. So if you can make it to the top twenty, we will do a giveaway in your town, <laughs> Portland, Ohio. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna figure out where this is at. So right, maybe they'll impress us. The the other place was <clears> Lisbon. <throat> Um, well, guys, I believe that's going to wrap us up for this evening's show. Pretty close. Yeah. You two, where are you going to be next besides CryptidCon? Oh, um, Mary Krampus. The, the last one is Mary Krampus on December 10th, Saturday, December 10th, um, in and here in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So, okay. Strong Water, um, Brewing Company, they, and, um, what else do they call it? They call it something else. Entertainments or whatever. But it's the strong water. Um, now, like they've been stuff. putting that show on for a few years now, haven't they? Yeah. They and I'm good friends with Julie who runs the show and um she asked me for help on some certain things and ideas and so it's been a really good show and she's always had me on and I've always got her back and she's got mine. So That's um, awesome. It's been a great show. It's it's what, uh ten to five, I think it is, or something like that on that Saturday the tenth. Yeah. But then right after that, we're doing a, a Krampus crawl. So I think we're going to, 
like a, a parade. That's cool. Thing, so nice. What's it? And then I'm done for the year, I think. So usually my shows don't kick off until if I do go Lexington, it'll be March since they put it back in March this year. Cause yeah, last couple of years they've had it in September after, you know, COVID. And then yeah, usually I don't have anything until like the, the Juliet Star Wars library day in June. And then not anything until like August, September, like August, September, November, and part of December is like packed. So, yeah. It's crazy um, from June, June till October is nonstop. There's a lot of shows out there. I want to do, um, you know, even the Hodag and the Wood Booger and, you know, the Wild Man that they had um, that Crypticon used to run. I don't know if they still Oh, yeah, Wild Man Days. Yeah, the Wild Man Days. Yep. There's so many other ones, or even the Green Man um, Festival that they had down in Kentucky about the the, the goblins. And yep. We so wanted to go do that show, too. Yeah. I don't have yeah. time to do them all, and, and traveling and stuff like that. Is it worthwhile going to some of these shows? Yeah. So, the Hopkinsville show hasn't happened for the last few years. 2019 was its last year, oh, and they haven't done anything since. So I probably because of the COVID, so they haven't put it back on. Right. So hopefully they come out because we'd love to come do it. We had actually uh, in 2019 we'd started making Hopkinsville merchandise because we were planning on going. I planned on going the next year, and then I'll mm-hmm. yep. and I'm like, okay, I'll just wait, and then you know, and we head back on. So maybe next year. Well, guys, we can't wait to see y'all out on the road again. It's always a good time to have those little mini family reunions with everybody. So, uh, Jamie and Jen, once again, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And we can't wait to get back out in the field with you. Yep, definitely. Not, I'll see you in, in less than a month, in a couple weeks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, everybody, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Remember, go like, share, subscribe, share the show with your friends, tell everybody about it, even your dead grandma, and we will be in touch. Catch us on the road. Stay wild and weird, everybody. And remember, men in black, we're watching you. (laughs) Stay wild and weird, guys.